Welcome to the KDD From the Top podcast. I'm executive editor Chelsea Butler, and today I am joined by Veronica Solomon of Katy, Texas-based Casa Valor Interiors. She is also our 2020 person, 2020 person of the year. So thank you so much for joining me, Veronica. Thank you so much for having me, Chelsea. Be sure to subscribe to KBB's YouTube channel and click the like button on our videos. You can also subscribe to KBB's From the Tap podcast on such apps as Apple, Spotify, Pandora, and Google Podcasts, and please feel free to leave a review. I know you've got a lot going on, so we're going to get to it. Um, so today we'll be talking about creating a client-centric design firm, which you have done with your own. So let's start out by you telling us how you define that client-centric firm. Uh, client-centric for me, it really is all about the clients. It, it means to me that clients are one of the biggest assets that we have in the company. I mean, without clients, there it really isn't a business. Um, and it means that um, I should always make sure that my clients are getting what they need, whatever I promise them, and they understand that we are <laughs> we are the one stop for them. We are the place that they come to um, for to realize their dreams for a beautiful home. And so everything that we promise, we try to live up to, and um, we make it all about what their needs are. Okay, so I'm going to get into a little bit about how you became aware. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, we'll talk about how did you become aware of this approach to business, and I'm surprised that it's not some well-known thing. I mean, isn't every business supposed to be client-centric? Well, this is true. I mean, I I did customer service for a long time. I think every job that I've ever had had some element of customer service. And, you know, I was even a call center person with a headset all day long dealing with people called in. And so I came from that old school um, mindset of um, the client is always right. I I, I don't believe that now. (laughs) I don't think they're always right because there are people who, you know, sometimes have to be like, no, you can't get that. But I still believe that clients have certain rights. And, um, For me, I think that when you start a relationship with a new client, you always have to let them know what to expect. You know, promise that there there are certain promises that you make to them. There are certain things that you know, okay, this is what you can expect and always letting them know what's coming next. And I think once you you do that, you have clients that will trust you. I think that trust, gaining that from the very beginning is the most important element. So my, my mindset came from long time ago of how I was trained to deal with clients is that they are the most important thing in your business. And, you know, course your employees are too but clients are where your revenues come from so you want to take good care of them and in so doing you um you you be truthful honest transparent all those things to make sure that your clients are happy and they will trust you and and then you will be able to do your job the best you can for them and so it just comes full circle I think and I mean you expect the same from your clients as well the truthful the transparent that kind of thing I mean I don't know if that always happens but yeah I mean I think that every, um, you know, because I, I deal with a lot of designers and I hear like really bad stories sometimes about in you know, their client relations. And every time I trace it back, um, there is a point where I can say, OK, so that is where some uh, something went wrong, either a breakdown in communication, either somebody wasn't listening or some expectation wasn't met. And what caused that? So I'm not saying that there aren't people out there who just don't have um, a good grip on reality. But for the most part, I think there's always some kind of breakdown in communication or some need need hasn't been met or something wasn't brought out into the open. And so I think most clients come into the, the equation. They want to be trusted as well. They want it to work work out. And so it's for the designer and client to come together and really understand, okay, this is what you want. This is what I can get you and so on. And and really have that open communication. 
So would you say you kind of that you 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 got this idea from from being in customer service, or do you know other firms where you you know other designers you talk to who do the same thing? So it's just always been my approach. Um, I started my business about 18 years ago, and um, I started in a very, very rough time, um, close to the recession. I started in um, 2007, 2000, yeah, 2007. And so for me, I had to try to find a way to set myself apart from what I, I didn't really factor in competition, honestly, because I, I was just too busy trying to get my business off the ground. And um, I really realized that I had to set myself apart. And in order to do that, I really just had to show up for clients and advocate for them and um, let them be assured that I'm getting the job done. Even back when I didn't really know exactly how I was going to do it because I was still learning how to run a business. But um, that came from a long time ago. That philosophy has always been with me. And right now, if you talk to any one of my tradespeople, they will tell you that I can be a little bit intense when it comes to my clients. Even when my employees can tell you that who are my kids, I don't know if you know that. Um, I get to be, uh, I, I can be a little bit intense when it comes to clients because I, I really truly believe that reputation is important as well too. And clients get to define that, what your reputation is sometimes, you know, is their, their perspective or their, of, of, um, of you. And so um, for me, I'm a strong advocate for my clients. And sometimes it, com it comes across in, my, <laughs> in the way um, I demand things from my tradespeople. Listen, this has to be done at a certain time and in a certain way. These are the standards we have to meet. And um, sometimes I don't like that. So, <laughs> so we butt heads a little bit, but at the end of the day, we get it done. But yes, yeah, so it's a long holding philosophy of mine that a client, um, that we are gonna be running a client-centric firm. So, I mean, I guess there's probably a bunch of designers and firms and things like that out there who don't take this approach. And I'm not asking you to name any names or anything like that, but why wouldn't they take the approach? Like what, what advantages does it offer that they may not be gaining by not going this route? There are so many advantages. First of all, uh, you have clients who trust you wholeheartedly. And they um, once, you, once you gain that trust, you can pretty much... Um, they will stand back and just let you do your job because now they they're not micromanaging now they're not like thinking they're not getting what they want so they have to stay on top of you and all of that and i, I think that some firms don't recognize this to be an important thing um because you know we, we're in a culture now where anybody can start a business and um not that there is anything wrong with it i think it's a good thing but um people don't really realize that it's not about them sometimes when you when you when you hang out that shingle and say i'm going to start a business it really is about the people who you want to serve and you almost have to approach it from a servant's heart perspective like i'm not necessarily just doing yes you're doing it for yourself you want to have a good life you want to you know um, earn uh, make a living for your family but it's really about the people that you decide that you want to serve and so when you when you go into this you can't like <laughs> you know i see people like every once in a while they say oh, well clients can call me after six or this getting this and you know there's so many rules and regulations to get to them and um not saying that you shouldn't have boundaries because i think those are super super important but um the more boundaries you set up the more you're telling somebody to back away and when <laughs> you know when i'm trying to grow my revenues and when i'm trying to get the best clients and get luxury clients the last thing i want to do is set up boundaries so how do what what do i do instead i well i try to find a way to work with everybody so i make sure that i have a flexible enough schedule my clients can text me anytime but guess what they don't because they already trust that i'm going to get a job done for them so there's really no need for them to be texting me all the time and so there is a balance there where you set that boundary 
boundary and um, where your, your client is so sure that they're getting what, what you promised them that they, they just allow the process to happen and everything to unfold. And that is a big advantage for me is it shows up in my revenue every year. It shows up in the types of clients that I get. It shows, shows up in the happy clients at the end of the day and the referrals and everything that comes along with it, all because of recognizing that I'm serving these clients and I should show up for them. I think that's such a, a fantastic mindset, um, just because I know there are a lot of designers out there who, who who are having a hard time, you know, not just this day and age, but just this job is stressful. Um, but, you know, I think they also need to recognize that it's stressful for the client, too. And when you said that, you know, having this kind of mindset for yourself and your firm allows them to, like, not micromanage a project. I would think that would be such a relief for a client not to have to do something like that because I, I, you know, I can be kind of a control freak about certain things and stuff, but if I know, you know, someone's mm. trustworthy and going to take care of it, then that takes so much stress off of me to have to wonder, like, did they do it right? Do I need mm. to be there? You know, do I need to help make these decisions? Like, that's so helpful for both of you, I think, because I feel like yeah. that's what so many designers are trying to get clients to stop doing is like looking over their shoulder and texting them eight o'clock at night and asking too many <laughs> questions. And if they would just start out this way in the first place, they could eliminate a lot of that headache. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of times, you know, there are issues on a, on a project. And of course, then the client has to be a little bit more involved than anyone intended to begin with. But I'm, I'm telling you, if you set if you set it up correctly in the beginning, it, it will usually work out to where things, you know, I have a client right now, for example, you know, we started this project and um, we're in the middle of demo. And this is this is I typically on GC projects. And this one, I said, I'm going to GC it. And um, we're in the process of demo and getting ready to kind of put things back together we found mold in the house and this client is just like oh my gosh she's besides herself about it and I this is not a part of my scope I've never really had to deal with mold and I've taken over and I jumped in and I started to kind of just coordinate everything for her showed up at all the meetings you know got all the people to come out and do what I need to do and all that and so the client is just she messaged me the other day and she was like Veronica this is just so amazing thank you so much for showing up and just helping me with this am I gonna charge her for that I, don't, I probably won't because you know what the client has paid me very well for what I'm doing for them now if it extends and goes beyond what I could possibly imagine and it's taking away from my other jobs that may change but as of right now I'm showing up for the client and showing them that listen I'm here for you it's not just about collecting some money and moving on I really care about what happens to you and what happens to your home and clients recognize that they see they see that it goes above and beyond just they're, they're just not another job to you so um this was set up from a long time ago though this client knew from the beginning that it could trust me she goes out of town she leaves her key and I, we go in and we do what we need to do um I'm always following up this is what's coming up next so those things I think if we keep in constant communication like okay I think the biggest thing <laughs> I didn't want to forget this thought is not telling the client what's coming next I think that's when clients worry that's happening to me right now with my building <laughs> with my office building um you know the contractor I decided to hire he doesn't tell me what's coming up ne next or the delays. I have no idea what's what's, you know, when the next time they're going to show up on the job site. And that really irritates me because I know that if I even if it's going to be more delays, all I want to know is there are going to be delays so I can plan for it in my head, mentally prepare for it. And I think that is the key is communicating with a client all throughout the process so they know what to expect. So they're not guessing and coming up with all kinds of theories for themselves. So you're in that 
what your position is. You're actually the client and the designer at this point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so you kind of see it from both angles and the, yeah. the pain and stress that can be involved. So, right. Um, well, you said, you know, you can be kind of intense with this philosophy. So how are you able to enable this mindset at your firm with, you know, your, your direct employees and then your, um, everyone who's involved in the project? So my employees are my children, <laughs> so they kind of, it's a given, well, no, not really, um, you know, like I said, they don't always agree with my methods of, you know, really keeping them motivated and getting them to understand what's truly important. They don't always like see it eye to eye at the same moment, but eventually they do. They will see that, oh my goodness, this client is actually really happy about this or, oh, you know, we're showing up and getting this done. Um, and as far as tradespeople, um, you know, because I, I sub things out sometimes, you know, like renderings and things like that. And, you know, I always have them on a timeline. There's a certain quality that I expect. And um, they just kind of have to do it that way. Otherwise, they know that I can I can move on and they value me as a, as a client. So they probably don't want that to happen. And same thing for, you know, you know, my, you know, the wallpaper guy and, you know, the painter and all that. They can count on my business and they know that I'm going get, to get them whatever they need, um, you know, detailed information to, to execute the work. And so, you know, we will have our little hiccups here and there and butt heads here and there and little things. But eventually they all know that, that there's one common element here that we're trying to get the work done as best as possible to make the client happy. And so if you recognize that an installer or a plumber or something like that on your on your project isn't recognizing that as something that's necessary in projects, do you just both like part ways the next time around or during the project or how does that work? So I'm I'm super loyal, loyal to a fault when it comes to working with my tradespeople. And so I usually give them a little bit of leeway when, you know, bad things happen. I have a plumber, for example, I've been working with him for, I hope he's not listening, but I've been working with him for like 15 years and um, great guy, knows what he's doing, but he's always late. I mean, he will tell you he's going to show up on a job. I, I don't think he ever uses a calendar. And um, so he in, mentally, he's keeping his appointments. And then of course he forgets. And so I eventually said to him, listen, this is it. I, I love you. And if this doesn't change, I, I'm just going to have to part ways with you. I cannot like tell my clients that you're going to show up today. And then you completely forgot. And you're like two, you know, you know, 20 miles away and you can't get here and you get caught in traffic and all of that crazy stuff that not, not on my projects. And so he, he you know, it's gotten better, but I don't know. I, I think he still needs a calendar. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I will, I will part ways. I'm not going to let it affect the timeline, the quality and the promises that I've made to my clients. When I tell my client, this is what's going to happen, unless it's something that is completely out of my control, it's going to happen. And um, like I tell my, my employees here, I tell them that, you know, a, a lot of bad stuff is going to happen on every job you want to limit the bad stuff that you can control, you should control them. Like there's gonna be, if a truck turns over on the freeway with your furniture in it, probably you can't help that, but you can help showing up um, late for, for an appointment or you can help, you know, not splashing paint all over the, the floors or you can help certain things and not create problems where it doesn't need to be problems. Leave the problems for the problems that you really can't control. And so I take that approach every time that, okay, so we're gonna limit the amount of issues here because we don't want clients to be like panicking and that's the last thing you want your client to feel like things aren't happening the way they're supposed to and then they start panicking and get overwhelmed and that's when they stop trusting you all right so for those who would like to start adapting this client-centric culture what are some of your tips for achieving that 
The first thing to realize is that you cannot build a business uh, without having certain processes in place. So I think that's a, a good, well, before you even get to the processes, you have to really start uh, with a good foundation. Uh, I know it doesn't seem like it has anything to do with um, being client-centric, but just your body of work, the, the things that you say on your website, um, that foundation has to be pretty solid. I find that when most clients come to me, they already have a sense of, oh my gosh, this is a designer I want to hire. You know, I like her work. I like the things she says. I like what she posts on social media. I, I like that she's gotten some recognition in the community. Uh, that's a good start. And so they're they're 50% of the way to, to trusting me or 50% of the way to, to really understanding what they're going to get. And then of course, the conversations that you have following that, those things set the right foundation. And then you build on that. You make sure that you have proper processes in place. When a client comes to your pipeline, when you able to send them documentation to say this is what you can expect throughout the entire process here it is in a nutshell this is how we conduct the consultation this is uh, things like that are valuable to clients because they get to understand a little bit about the inner workings of your business and they feel a little bit more confident that things are going to get taken care of those are the things that i don't think um um, people really consider as a part of being client centric is really making sure that your clients aren't guessing and they're not like worried or, you know, because think about it, you know, it's a lot of money clients give us. It's a lot of money. And when somebody decides to do that, you really want them to rest assured that it's in good hands. And so when you can set all those things up from the beginning, your processes and letting the clients know what to expect and just like treating people the way you want to be treated. I mean, it's just that simple. Um, for me, I've gone through so many any um, crazy situations with contractors that I've tried to hire for myself that I kind of know what to look for and make sure I'm not doing that to other people. And so just, it's a simple thing. If I want somebody to show up on time for my jobs, then, you know, I should, I should at least be doing the same thing. So it's just a simple philosophy that I think goes a very long way. And so if anyone wants to learn more about how to develop this client-centric culture, did you say you offer a service on your website or a, 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 net, a like a group or something like that? So I have my Facebook group, which, um, you know, people just go in there, we, we talk to each other. I do have a forum um, on my my mentoring website, Veronica Solomon Design, um, And also I do one-on-one -on -one sessions with designers where we can just talk about anything. I love to talk about, you know, things like this, client-centric, running a client-centric firm. I love to talk about, you know, profit margins and things like that. But I, and the foundation, how to set up your business, like I mentioned earlier, to where you're not out there trying to, you know, market so hard and try, and any client that walks through the door, then you automatically just take them on as a client without really doing that, you know, um, that necessary check to make sure that you align, um, you know, in, in terms of what their expectations are and what you can deliver. So all those things, I, I really li like to talk about those things on one-on-one -on -one calls. So, so I do those at my, and that can be booked at my website at veronicasolomon.design. All right, great. Well, I know you've got a lot of stuff going on this year. Yeah. You've got a new office building, a new house in the works and all that good stuff. So I hope that you'll definitely keep us posted. I want, we covered your bathroom and kitchen and in, in your current home in, in the magazine before. So I can't wait to see what you do with the with the new home too. So hopefully you'll share all that with us. Yeah, it's going to be very special. I want it to be like um, unique and um <laughs> homey still but not super over the top but still something that I I've never done before personally so so I'm excited so I'll definitely reach out to you once it's gotten to that point where it's starting to look like a house we're just broke ground as you know yesterday so that's <laughs> that's a ways away
but I'm excited. Uh, it's starting to get to the point now where I'm seeing things happening finally. Yeah, that's exciting. I can't wait. I know there'll be a bunch of color in it too. So <laughs> I'm excited. Yep, that. that that's for sure. That's a given. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today talking about client client-centric design firms and, and how important that is in our industry. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Chelsea. It's a pleasure.